Sleep specialists are hearing a surge of reports of people having really weird, vivid dreams, both during COVID and um, after they get both vaccines. Here are a couple of examples of those. Dinosaurs overtaking my city, Peter Pan and I had to hunt down and fight the reigning T-Rex to restore balance to the earth. Yeah. And this one from Richard, he said, the strangest thing was the weird dreams from the vaccine. He said, I dreamt that I saved a small Belgian town from the Nazis. Researchers from Tufts University say that bizarre visions while we sleep actually help us cope with reality and uh, the unexpected. And so our text on this Pentecost Sunday is about a really weird and vivid dream um, that the prophet Ezekiel wrote down that helped his people cope with reality. Ezekiel lived in the 6th century BC and the Jewish people had been deported and defeated by the Babylonian Empire. And so they had um, been deported from their homeland. Um, and people were asking hard questions like, where is God in this? And how could God allow our families and friends to be killed and deported? And so Ezekiel responds to those existential questions when he um, received a really weird dream, a vision. And we find that in Ezekiel chapter 37. It's called the Valley of Dry Bones. It sounds like a place in Lord of the Rings that Frodo had to get through to get to Mordor. And it kind of is that epic of a story. In the vision, the Spirit of the Lord places Ezekiel in the midst of this valley of decaying bones, of corpses, um, human bones. And it's a battlefield. And the bones are that of Ezekiel's people who had lost their lives in battle with the Babylonians. Um, and so God asks Ezekiel in this vision, he says, mortal one, can these bones live? And Ezekiel throws the question right back to God, says, basically, how am I supposed to know God? Only you know. And God is asking Ezekiel in the midst of sadness, in the midst of all of this hope and all of this despair and death, um, is it possible to still experience life? Is it possible to be, be brought back to a place of human flourishing? And then Ezekiel 37, 4, it says, God said, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the Lord's word. The Lord God proclaims to these bones, I am about to put breath in you and you will live again. I will put sinews on you, place flesh on you, and cover you with skin. And when I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am the Lord. And so Ezekiel speaks to the bones, and they begin to move and rattle, and the tendons and ligaments come together with flesh and skin, and they're humans again. They're brought back to their full form, but there was no breath in them, no life. Have you ever had the breath knocked out of you? or had an asthma attack, or been underwater for too long and, and you were just unable to take a breath and, and unsure if you'll make it back to the surface. It's a scary, scary feeling. Um, have you ever had a scary diagnosis or news that literally makes you stop breathing? Feel like the life it sucked out of you. It's terrifying. Life is so fragile. Without a few breaths in our lungs, or nothing but skin and bones. But then God spoke to Ezekiel and said, prophesy to the breath. And remember that the word for breath in Hebrew is the same as wind, the same as spirit. Prophesy to the breath. 
mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet a vast multitude. Think of a child being born as they emerge from their mother's womb. The most critical moment in the life of a human is that first breath, that gasp of air, and this multitude of bones that became flesh, gasped with air and came to new life. And then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. And therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves. I'm going to bring you up from your graves. Oh, my people, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. I will put my breath in you and you will live and I will place you on soil. Breath leads to life, to literally being grounded. And science has discovered that Breathing deeply is your body's natural built-in stress reliever. It affects your stress hormones, your digestion, your immune system, your gene expression. It's your body's way of kind of getting back to a place of calm and peace in the midst of chaos all around us. It's grounding, just as Ezekiel wrote 2,600 years ago. When hope seems lost, when despair takes over, just breathe. I will put my breath in you and you will live. Just breathe. But we live in a world that is so full of dry bones. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. We live in a world of crushed spirits. We hear bones rattle as the top 1% of households in the world own almost 50% of the world's wealth. While billions of people live on just a few dollars a day. And we know that money is what brings access to food and healthcare and education. And we hear the dry bones rattle. In Washington state alone, past decade, homelessness for children has doubled to around 40,000 kids who have no house. All at the same time, just a few miles away, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is building a $500 million yacht. We hear the bones rattle. We hear them as we see another black person die through the lens of a body camera, and the city responds with justified outcries of anger as we hear the bones rattle. We remember the cry of George Floyd, whose life and whose breath was taken from him. He cried out, I can't breathe. We hear the bones rattle. Sometimes our own dry bones, brittle bones, are rattling from struggling with the own life experiences of trauma and depression and, and fear and loneliness and uncertainty. Sometimes we're the ones that are um, keeping others from breathing. Uh, we're ignoring the sound of their own dry bones rattling, their crushed spirits. And maybe we do that with a harsh 
word or, or our lack of care and compassion, or we do it from just being complicit in systems that take advantage of other people and that prevent human flourishing. And as we hold our breath, as we're striving toward the surface of the water, um, we need that hope that there is a breath coming that will give us new life. We need God's Spirit in our lungs. We need that energy that brings new life and human flourishing, a respite from the chaos and despair. Fifty years ago this week, Marvin Gaye um, released a song, What's Going On? And in that song, he wrote in response to the dry bones that he saw in the world, the crushed spirits caused by war and poverty and, and racism. So he wrote that song, and in that song he says, you know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Love is, I believe, the antidote, the solution. It starts, I think, uh, with the breath. Life starts with the breath, that first breath from the baby as they emerge from the womb. Starts with the breath. What science and medicine have both taught us is that it has the potential to ground us, to give us some space between the situation that's happening and our reaction. And it is not a quick fix. It's not some magic solution to life's problems, but it has a potential to give us some space, to get a little bit grounded, to be more present and aware of our situation, and to be more present and aware of our own needs and the needs of people around us so that we can then think, how do I respond in a loving way that leads to both my own wholeness and flourishing and other people? And I think that can start with the breath. God's spirit being breathed into your lungs. And sometimes we need someone to remind us how to breathe, that we're not alone, that you're okay, that we're going to get through this. Just take a deep breath. And sometimes we need to offer that to others. Uh, and I, I need to learn from this big brother in this video who's helping his little brother breathe. Take a look at this. <laughs> It's a good reminder just to help someone else remember, just breathe. And sometimes people are in situations where they can't breathe and they're rightfully so need to fight or flight. And maybe we need to step in and help put out the fire and get them out of danger. And then we can be that calming presence that reminds people you're okay. We're okay. Just breathe. Recently, Nat Natalie Fernando was um, taking her five-year-old son, Rudy, for a walk. And Rudy had aut autism, and, and, uh, and he had been out of school for a couple weeks, and it had started to wear on him and his mom, and sometimes those walks helped. Um, but this one day, 
Um, Rudy was having a hard time processing everything that was going around him and he had a breakdown and he fell to the ground crying and screaming and uh, Natalie saw people walk by staring and, and commenting. Um, then a stranger stopped, uh, Ian, and asked Natalie if she was okay. And, and they talked for a little bit and Ian got down on the ground next to Rudy and laid there and began to talk to Rudy and, and talked with him on the ground until Rudy calmed down and, and they got up and were able to walk back to their car. And Natalie said in response to Ian's uh, kindness, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. She said words are easy and these actions are not always easy. This man is living the words and I couldn't be more grateful. She said, if you see a parent struggling, maybe take the time to say, are you okay? Don't judge the parenting and try not to judge the child. Just be kind. I think Ian maybe had the space to take a breath and look at the situation and see the hurt, see the need in Natalie. And he responded with love and kindness. May we do the same that Ian did. Jake is going to sing a song now. It's called Heavy, and the words say, If your face is down, take a look around. Do your fingers move? Do your lungs inflate? Are you tired? Are you weary of the hidden hate you've been holding? Leave what's heavy. Leave what's heavy behind. Sometimes our breath helps us get to that moment of being aware of our surroundings our moving fingers, our inflating lungs, so that we can release with that breath some heaviness. I was reminded of um, Jesus in Matthew, uh, where he says, Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourself. My yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. This story of Ezekiel reminds me that maybe it can begin with a deep, life-giving breath. Breathe in the spirit of Christ, of love, of kindness, of gentleness. And breathe out the hate, the heaviness, the fear, the judgment. And begin to feel your body release that. It's not a quick fix, but I think it's a beginning step toward loving response, toward healing and wholeness. And one integrative medicine breathing exercise is called 478. And you breathe in slowly and deeply through the nose for four seconds, and then hold that for seven seconds if you can. And then slowly breathe out audibly through your mouth for eight seconds. I encourage you to allow your mind and your body, your spirit to just breathe for a moment as you listen to this song and allow yourself space to just breathe. And may your breath remind you of the spirit of God that is within you, living through you to bring life to dry bones.